Indeed, Master, you are the mighty man of war. We bow down this afternoon to worship you, just to honor you, just to lift you high and high as a banner. Friends, just go ahead and lift him as a banner. Just go and make some declarations that he's the mighty man of war. Yes, in those areas where you have failed, in those areas where you have been struggling, in those areas where the devil has been pressing you so much, just deal do that declaration. Declare to that enemy that I know my mighty God is the mighty man of war. Yes, Exodus 15, 3 says, the Lord is the mighty man of war. The Lord is his name. So go on and declare some few, few declarations. Yes, some few declarations within those different areas where you think the Lord needs to reign. And Master, King of Glory, we declare and declare this afternoon that you alone, you are the mighty man of war. Therefore, you principalities of the evil ones, may you know that the Lord is the mighty man of war. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a mighty man of war in our houses. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a mighty man of war in our offices. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a mighty man of war in our businesses. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a mighty man of war in the communities where we are. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a mighty man of war where even we are being failing. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a mighty man of war. In the battles you, the devil has brought against us. The Lord is his name. He's a mighty man of war. He's an overcomer. He has never been defeated. He's ever winning. Yes, the Lord is a mighty man of war. Your principality is in the spaces. Your principality is on the ground. Your principality is beneath the ground and beneath the seas. The Lord is a mighty man of war. They are for free. The Lord is a mighty man of war. They have all been burned to ashes. The Lord is a mighty man of war. Your situations that have risen up like mountains. Know today that the Lord our God is a mighty man of war. The Lord our God is a mighty man of war. He is a mighty man of war who answers by fire. He is a mighty man of war. He is able to melt you. Therefore be melted to ashes. Infirmities, yes, hearken to the word of the Lord. The Lord our God is a mighty man of war. The Lord our God is a mighty man of war. Therefore, free from everybody's body. Therefore, free from everybody's body. Be melted to ashes because you are sars by fire. And you strongholds wherever we have been. Yes, you strongholds in our offices. You strongholds in our communities. You strongholds in our families. Yes, sacred to the word of the Lord. The Lord our God is a mighty man of war. The Lord our God is a mighty man of war. He is Lord over you. He is Lord above you. He is Lord over you. He is Lord above you. Therefore, be consumed to ashes. Be melted to ashes. And you devil's voices that have been roaming in us and around us, hear the word of the Lord. The Lord is a mighty man of war. The Lord is his name. Therefore, we declare and declare his rulership over you. We declare and declare his rulership over you. Yes, we declare and declare that he reigns and reigns forever over you. Therefore, be subject to him. Be subject to his rulership. Be subject to his command. And the Lord of the universe, we thank you this afternoon. We ask of you to reign alone as God, as King, as Master. My Master, as we talk about dealing with unfruitfulness, help us to understand your word. Above it all, take us higher and higher. 
that since you are above everything, we shall submit you, that you yourself, you may help us out to be fruitful to the end of the ages. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise, God and honor. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may take your seats. The Lord is a mighty man of all that is his name. I love that verse and reminding the devil every now and then. Whenever he raises dust, I only remind him of that verse. Only. And it's enough and it's done business. Friends, this afternoon we are talking about dealing with unfruitfulness. From Deuteronomy 28, verse 2 to verse 8. But we shall read it from verse 1. My name is Reverend Samuel Kanyike, married to Reverend Officer Katana Kanyike. Open with me Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28. I just want to take it from verse 1 to verse 8, though I was given from verse 2. Are we there? The Bible says, And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commands that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall, be, shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, and the increase of your herds, and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall, be, shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and free before you seven ways. The Lord will command a blessing on you in your bonds and in all that you, are, you undertake, and he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The word of the Lord. Yes, we are talking about those few verses of Deuteronomy 28. Picking it from verse 1, because it links us to the previous chapter. And maybe to take it in a better way, as we talk about dealing with unfruitfulness, in chapter 27, when you check chapters 27, up to 30, all those chapters talk about the covenant that God had made with the children of Israel. But then, in chapter 27, God puts across blessings and curses for the children of Israel to choose or to make a choice. And it was easy. You could either choose to have blessings 
or to have curses. And blessings could only come if and only if you had obeyed whatever the Lord said up to the very last dot. But it was easy for curses to come your way if you went on and disobeyed God's command. And chapter 27 reminds us that the curses they are talking about mainly concern the sins that were done secretly by the children of Israel, thinking that their God couldn't see. Yet he could see everything. So that's why the curses kept on going on and on and on, because it was passing judgment to them. Even when they thought there were hidden secrets, hidden things, this mighty God of Israel kept on watching because they had that big eye. And the sins that they are talking about in chapter 27, that was adultery, disrespect of others and God, cheating others, lack of sympathy, the social injustices, the sexual perversion, the murder, the protein of all kinds, the defiance of God's law in general. Those were the sins that the children of Israel were doing. And so the Lord reminded them that they had a choice. They had an opportunity to make a choice. Either to obey him or disobey. And whichever choice they made had consequences. That is chapter 27 briefly. Before we link up to chapter 28, I just want us to remind ourselves. The Bible is talking about simply the acts. And our acts are our fruits. Your acts are your fruits. I love the way Paul talks about it in Galatians 5, 19 to 21. When he points out all those acts of the flesh, the adultery, the sexual immorality, the impurity, the witchcraft, the hatred, the discord, the factions, and so many. And all these will always make us unfruitful before the Lord. But not only before the Lord, before all the rest. You who is listening right now, if you decided to go on with the acts of the flesh, there's no way you can be fruitful to your own self. There's no way you will be fruitful to the family members. There's no way you will be fruitful to the community. You will not benefit anybody, not even your own self. But it's possible for us to overcome all that and be fruitful before the living God, be fruitful before all our family members, be fruitful before all those around us. The reason as why we are not going higher and higher each single day as children of God, we have made a choice to walk in the flesh. We have made the choice to disobey God. 
We have made a choice to please ourselves on a daily basis. And yet, we keep thinking that the Lord should bless us. Why should he bless you, child of God, when you are not obeying his command? When you are not listening to what he's saying? Why should he make you fruitful if you have decided to take it your own way? Why? So we need to run back to the Lord and sort ourselves out. All that makes us unfruitful is not far. It's in us and within us and around us. And it's only the heavenly business that will make us fruitful. So chapter 28, the reason that's why I had to read verse 1, it has key issues that answer the issue of dealing with unfruitfulness. Because this is what he says. He says, and if, and if, you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. I just want us to look at that verse keenly. It begins with a condition, not with the multiplication, not with the increase, not with you being set above all other nations. No. He says, yes, take care. There's this condition before you. And all the rest will come when you do and fulfill this condition. He says there's this condition. I'm willing as your Lord to put you above all the rest around you. I'm willing to put you above your enemies. I'm willing to humble down the giants who are calling themselves giants high there, to humble them down before you, but only and only if you follow my condition and you do it. And not only that, as the Lord puts that condition, he says it's not simply a condition, but then he requires you to do the following. First of all, to be faithful. Faithful to the condition he has put. Faithful to his voice. Faithful to whatever is commanding. Faithful to yourself. Faithful to all the rest of the things around yourself. Be faithful. And then he says, when you are done with being faithful before me, then just go to another second level. Become obedient. Become obedient face by face. Become obedient in all, in all. Then when that one is done, on top of obedience, go on and do something else. And what is that? Yes, hearken to my voice. Be able to differentiate my voice from all the rest of the voices. Be able to Hear and say, for sure this is my God speaking, not the devil. This is the Lord speaking, not other whispers of the enemy. Be able to identify my voice. 
Jesus Christ said, yes, my sheep know me. They know my voice. When I speak, they can hear, they can listen. They can respond. In that very condition of Eve, he adds on another thing. That when that is done, know that I am the Lord your God. Because you will not listen to any human being's voice. But listen to me as your God. So that you can know my voice. And then when that is done, he goes on to say, My dear, you need to be careful. Take care. Extraordinary care. And do all. Not one, not two, not halfway, but do all that I command you. My dear brothers and sisters, sometimes the Lord commands. And you want to do halfway. Halfway. You may find you have been walking and says, Oh, give this young man 20,000. And then you say, Lord, I will not give this 20,000. I will give 10,000 because I need to remain with 10. You have not done it fully. You have not done all that he has told you to do. He says, do all, all. Sometimes we don't want to do all because of other, other sinful things that are around us. Sometimes we don't want to do all because we think when we do it all, then we shall look weird among the many. And then we end up compromising. You may find the Lord has instructed you to tell a brother or sister something good that may help a brother to be shifted from sin and on a daily basis to keep shifting it, shifting it, shifting it. Yet he has spoken. So to the children of Israel, before they expected to be placed above all other nations, they needed to do that. And then all these blessings that they are talking about, they were going to happen after being lifted above. It wasn't being lifted above only the physical nations, but it was to be lifted above the spiritual nations, to be lifted above the giants around them, to be lifted above the enemies around them, to be lifted above those who thought that there were bossy enemies, bossy nations, bossy enemies above them. Have you been desiring to be lifted above? Have you been desiring? The Lord says, yes, humble yourself down. Do accordingly, according to his word, according to his instruction. The manna that they collected was according to instructions. The Bible says to those who collected much by the time they reached the following day, it was full of maggots. Even when they collected and thought it wasn't enough, the Lord could multiply it and make it enough. Things were done by instructions. How often have you disobeyed God's instructions? How many times has he spoken and you have kept a deaf ear? And then the following day you go to him, we want him to act. Act on what? Why should he act for you or upon your issues when you are ever disobeying? Disobeying before him. Why should he go on lifting you higher and higher? Yet you are not letting off go all the garbage that is around you. 
Why should the Lord lift you to his holy spiritual level where he reigns as a holy God and you are filled with all sorts of rags around you and inside of you? Why should you expect that? The Bible says they needed to do dot by dot all of them. Now let's take it deeper. You know, it says all those things. The call to hearken diligently to his voice and the call to observe and do all that he had commanded because it was very, very important. Children of God, it is so hard for us to go his way when we don't know how to differentiate his voice. It is so hard. It is so hard for us to do it all when we don't know how to differentiate his voice. The Lord speaks much louder than ever before. He speaks just as I speak, he speaks. But it takes grace. It takes a cost for you to separate yourselves from the so many voices around you. For you to go an extra mile to seek his face. So that as you seek his face, you hear what he says. And now as you go deeper and deeper, you are able to differentiate whether it is him talking or somebody else or the devil trying to camouflage around. It takes a cost. The biggest challenge we have, we don't want to take costs. We think things are just an easy go. We think things are just a walkover. We think the grace is enough, and so if it's a, enough, we did it all, and so everything is automatic. Not so, my dear brothers and sisters. When he says, deny yourself, he means it. When he says, deny yourself and carry the cross I give you, not your own cross, he means it. So as we think of dealing with unfruitfulness in our lives, in the ministries where we are, in the marriages where we are, in the offices where we are, in the communities or families where we are, we need to take an extraordinary mile. The Bible says, with that condition, God just said it in a simpler way. That, okay, my children, if you think these blessings are yours, then do for me one simple thing. Obey. Obey whatever I tell you, then there will be your portion. And you know what is amazing? As I was going through these blessings, they were just directing these guys to the daily things that they did. And so, in a simpler way, God told them that, you know, guys, these blessings and curses mainly depend on you people and on what? On your obedience or disobedience. As simple as that. You want the blessings? Then go and obey, and then you will get them. You want the curses? Then go and disobey. You will have them automatically. Even when these blessings 
were mainly concerned with their day-to-day -day activities, the agricultural prosperity, the family happiness, the victory over enemies, the honor that they could have in the eyes of other nations, they still depended on one's obedience or disobedience. We have always yearned to prosper in our families. We have always yearned to prosper in our marriages. We have always yearned to prosper in the offices where we are, in the communities where we are. But the Lord is saying, no, it simply depends on you. How many times have you gone to that office and you have lifted up the Lord as your banner? And whatever he says, you do it to the dot. Even when you are in a corrupted office. How many times, child of God, have you been in your family and for sure the Lord has spoken and you have taken it to do it to the very dot he says? The Bible says these people's obedience or disobedience could either make them fruitful or unfruitful. You know, I was looking at the word to bless. And it simply means to increase. That's what the Hebrew language defines it that way. And when you check the other side of the Greek, he adds in something. He says, no, it is simply to become a partake of God so that you are able to experience the fullness of God. And I loved that one. Just becoming a partaker of God, a partaker of his word, a partaker of his command, a partaker of what he says in you and around you. And then when that is done, you are more than able to experience, experience whatever is his. And in full measure. In full measure. And when I checked that, I said no. Then that means, children of God, any one of us can become a partake of God because it's by choice. And any one of us can experience the fullness of God in any given way. And you know, that's why I was telling them, if you really obey, you hearken, you obey, you fall carefully, then you guys, you become partakers and you experience the fullness, my fullness, in the city and out of the city, in your womb, in your farmland. Yes, in all that you do, you experience. In your businesses, you experience. In your ministries, you experience. In your offices, you experience. Yes, you experience everything that you want. In fullness, simply do for me one thing. So this afternoon, we want to shift to another level. Another level, children of God, of desiring every now and then to become partakers of God, partakers of whatever he has for us, because he has it all. He has it all. And then we need to desire to experience more of him. It begins from you, 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 you. Accepting him as Lord and Savior. And you mean it's serious business. Not the lukewarm way. Most of the times I remind people that I'm born again day and night. Day and night. 
I don't want only to be born again during daytime. And then nighttime is another thing. I don't want to be only born again at the church where I minister. And the community where I stay is another thing. I don't want to be only born again in that office where I sit. And then outside the office, no, no. So this more of God's fullness, of God himself, begins with you. How have you been walking in your journey of salvation? Do you think you have been growing or you are just in the same place? How often have you compromised and then the devil has brought you down in your walk with the Lord? The Bible says the door is open. How can we deal with our unfruitfulness? All the answers are in these verses. Number one, know the Lord your God as your Lord. Know the Lord your God as your Lord. Is the Lord the Lord of your life? Is he Lord in your family? Is he Lord in that office where you are? Is he Lord in the community where you are? Or when corruption comes, you cease to know him as Lord. And then you go on and be corrupted. And then after you are done, you go back to him and say, Lord, I confess you as my Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Number one, know the Lord as your Lord. Number two, know his voice as he speaks to you. Even in the office where you are, be ready to differentiate the Lord's voice from all other noises. Number three, be ready and willing to listen to his voice. Don't only just know it, but listen. Be ready and willing to listen to it. Number four, be ready to obey his voice. Be ready to obey his voice. Number five, be ready to follow his voice or his command. Be ready to follow. Number six, be ready to do whatever he says. Jesus Christ said he couldn't do things anyway. He could only do what he hears the Father is doing. What he hears the Father is saying. Can it be our portion that way? Lastly, be ready to be led by God himself. By God's spirit. Galatians 5 reminds us that those who are led by the spirit of God. Yes. They are quite unique. They are quite different. And they will do the right things. Hey, guys. And those who are led by the flesh, then they will be taken to the other side. But then not only that, he adds on that those who are led by the Spirit, then that means they will produce fruit of the Spirit. And if they produce the fruit of the Spirit, then that means they will remain fruitful. Because those fruit of the Spirit are in increasing measure. They are in increasing measure on a daily basis. On a daily basis. The moment you decide to enjoy each one of them, they are in increasing measure. And the more you get done in increasing measure, the more you now experience this might one of Israel. I don't want to take it beyond here. 
We are just reminding ourselves. Just reminding ourselves. Let this year be a different year. Go and be different wherever you are. Go and be different in your work with the Lord. Go and be different in that office where you are. Go and be different in that community, in that business, in all those areas where you are. As you obey dot to dot, the Lord is word. And may you be different as you become fruitful, that you bear fruit, fruit everlasting, that all those that will come across you will enjoy, will enjoy the good fruit of the Lord, the Most High God, that is coming out of you. That the time you will be there in that office, they will see a difference. The time you will be there in that business, they will see a difference. The time you will be there, they will experience the presence of the Most High God. You know when you carry the kingdom into that place where you go, things will be different. However hard they will be, they will be different. And my dears, don't compromise. Let me end up encouraging you not to compromise at any given moment. There's some time back, some good years, when somebody offered me a job, a second job. I had one, and there's another opportunity of a second one that came that I could do just at any given time I wanted. But then the first week I reported in the office, because I was born again, they could give extraordinary amounts of money that are not needed. I was just staying at Zambia, and they wanted me to sometimes check things in Kavalagala and in Eva. But they could give you 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, which was not necessary. Because I needed something like 5,000 to go to and fro and come back. And that very first week, I started returning their monies. And the, the accountant got shocked and said, what's wrong with you? That was the first question when I returned the money. And I said, this is not my money. It's the company's money. I used what was enough that I needed to use. So this is your money for the company. He says, you are crazy. Within that week, after three days, they gave me money again. I was going to Satan. They gave me more than enough. I went and came back and I refunded their money. Then they said, you are mad. I said, I'm not mad. <laughs> this is not my money. And on top of that, they could give you air time, these scratching ones. On top of that, they could load their time on the phone. They were too corrupt. So the following week, the second week, I had gathered enough air time that I had not used because they had put 100,000 on my phone. Then I carried all this airtime and I told them I don't need this time, this airtime as per now. Keep it for the company because the one on the phone hasn't gotten finished. Then the younger lady said, we have never seen such a crazy guy. If you don't want to enjoy, give us to enjoy. After one month down the road, I couldn't continue with them. I had to tell them, no, I did not come here to be corrupted. And I had to leave. Let's stand and let the Lord be Lord in all that we do. Let's rise up. 
I've never gotten tired of reminding people about salvation. You may be here this afternoon as we talk about being fruitful and dealing with unfruitfulness. And for sure, you started at a higher tone when you were fruitful in your cup of salvation, in your walk with the Lord. But as per now, for sure you are unfruitful. I just want to encourage you. It doesn't ashamed you to recommit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If things have not been okay with you, you can't recommit. So are there people who want to recommit, to renew their cup of salvation this very minute? You just lift up your hand and we renew. You may find for sure you have been in that office and uh, 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 you have not been fruitful at all as far as the Lord's business is concerned. You can renew your cup of salvation right now. We are among our brethren. Hallelujah. So are there people who want to put their work right with the Lord this very hour? You can put up your hands. But also you may be here and you have never confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord. You can't give him that opportunity. So I want to pray with you people first. And if you're among those ones who think you need to re refresh yourself in the cup of salvation, you can pray this prayer with me. Even those who are watching, you can simply say, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. Daddy, I'm so sorry for the messes around and within. Forgive me. This afternoon, wash me with your precious blood. Make me a new vessel before you and before others. Come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. I confess afresh that you are the only Savior I know, the only Savior I have, and I'll remain yours forever and ever. Amen. Now, children of God, I want us to pray into these points. May you go ahead very fast and pray. Yes, ask the Lord. Go ahead and pray that you know the Lord as the Lord. You exalt him wherever you are. Yes, you lift him high and high as a banner. Ask him to reign. Ask him to be Lord. Yes, you know those various areas where you know. Yes, call upon him. Call upon him. You may make that declaration on behalf of your family members. Yes, and pray into their names. You may find their friends. Pray into their lives and say, yes, so and so. Yes, from today onwards. May you know the Lord as your God. May you let the Lord reign in your life. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give glory. We give you the honor. We ask of you to have your way. We are so sorry where we have not been knowing you as Lord. We are so sorry where we have not taken you as Lord. We are so sorry where we have not enthroned you as your only true and living God we are, Father God. Lord, have mercy. We come before you this very hour, King of glory. We ask you, Father God, to have your way. To have your way. To have your way. Have your way in our bodies, Father God. Have you in our hearts. Have you in our minds, Father God. Have you in our offices, King of glory. That there may be your offices, Father God. Have you in our families, King of glory. That there may be your families, Father God. Have you in our businesses, King of glory. That there be your businesses, Father God. Have you in the communities where we are. That there will be yours, King of glory. Have you in the ministries where we are. That there will be yours, King of glory. Have you in this church of all saints, Cathedral, Father, King of glory. And all the daughter judges, he has, King of glory. That you will be Lord, Lord Almighty. You will be Lord, Lord of glory. 
glory. Master, have your way. Have your way. In the various ministries that go on, King of glory. In this cathedral and other areas, Lord Almighty. Yes, that will be Lord over those ministries. You will be Lord over the ministers. You will be Lord over the lay people. You will be Lord over all those that are ministered to King of glory. Lord, have your way. Father, we ask of you, King of glory to reign on high as Lord, as God, as King, as Master. We ask of you, ancient of days, that you silence all other voices that have not been your voice, King of glory. That from onwards, Father God, from today onwards, Father God, we shall be able to know your voice, Father God. That still voice, King of glory, wherever we are, that we shall be able, Father God, to work in King of glory. We shall be able, Father King of glory, to identify it from the so many voices, Father God. Master, this afternoon, I pray, Father God, that silence all other voices in people's marriages, Father God. In people's families, Father God. In people's businesses, King of Glory. In people's homes, Father King of Glory. In people's communities, Lord Almighty. In people's ministries, King of Glory. In the churches where your sons and daughters go, King of Glory. That it will be only your voice. I pray that it will only be your voice, Father God. To be heard in this cathedral. To be heard, Father God, in other ministries where they go. To be heard in the families, Father God, of the cathedral. To be heard in the offices where these people work, King of Glory. To be heard, Father God, in this nation. To be heard in the entire world, Lord Almighty. Lord have you Father we ask of you that this very hour you help us that we shall be ready and willing to listen to your still voice Father God we shall be ready and willing to obey your voice King of glory we shall be ready and willing to follow your voice Lord Almighty we shall be ready to do Father God whatever you say King of glory mighty one of Israel I pray that you take us higher and higher in those areas take us higher and higher in those areas that we shall spiritually obey Father God we shall spiritually follow Father God. We shall spiritually discern Father God. We shall spiritually do whatever you want us to do, King of Glory. Above all, I pray that you take us on, King of Glory, by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost, make us fruitful, Father God. My Master, King of Glory, in a form of Father God, yes, and fruitfulness that has been existing in us, Father God, we command it to free. We command it to free. We command to free. My master, Father God, the unfruitfulness of adultery, of Father God disrespect, of cheating, of lack of Father God sympathy, of social injustices, Father God, of sexual perversion, Father God, of murder, of drunkenness, Father God, of plotting, Father God, of defiance, the King of glory. Yes, Lord Almighty, of all other sorts, Father God, King of glory, we ask of you to consume them to ashes, to consume them to ashes, to consume them to ashes. My master, I pray, Father, King of glory, that you take away every unfruitfulness, Father God, away from our minds, away from our hearts, away from our souls, away from our bodies, away from our lives, away from all of us, King of glory. Master, have you a that I pray, Father God, that you change us, Father God, transform us, Father God, take us higher and higher. May you make us fruitful vessels this afternoon. May you make us fruitful vessels, fruitful vessels, fruitful vessels, fruitful sons and daughters of yours, Father God. May you make the marriage who are here, fruitful, Father God. May you make the unmarried fruitful, Father God. May you make, Father God, those who are working in the offices, fruitful, Father God. May you make those who are business, Father God, fruitful. May you make us fruitful, King of glory, in all dimensions, Father God. And master, I pray, King of glory, that you help us, that you help us, that you help us, that you help us, that whatever you have said, Father God, for our own good, for our own good, we shall be partakers of that. We shall be partakers of that. And we shall be able to experience it in fullness, in full measure, in full measure. Father, we thank you. Master, we thank you. Master, we thank you. We give you the praise. 
We give you the glory. We give you all the honor. And in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.